from the director of Thor The Dark World and Terminator Genesis comes something actually pretty good. What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Let me mention, my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But why male models? Why so serious? I am serious. Now, don't call me Shirley. Well, nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day. Guys like me were brought up to follow codes. Hey, jerk off. What'd you say? What? Antonio Soprano. I wonder if I can talk to you alone for a moment, Mrs. Soprano. On the basis of the Sanford Binet, he's high IQ. You can't prove it by me. He's got a D-plus average. Well, he doesn't apply himself, but he is smart. The results tell us. He's a leader. Ankle dick. Growing up with the family... ...takes a toll. Maybe an ambassador to you're my nephew. My life I want to do whatever I can to help you. you may be my gift to you. I want to go to college. I can't get called with shit like this. Look, you take the speakers, right? At the same time, you say to yourself, this is the last time I'm ever going to steal something. It's that simple. Welcome, everybody, to Pop Culture. I am Scott. I'm Jason. And I'm Monica. And this episode, we are reviewing the many saints of Newark. Newark. <coughs> Newark. Newark. The new <laughs> film. <laughs> uh, directed by Alan Taylor, written by the great David Chase. This is a prequel to The Sopranos, which I... No secret how much I love The Sopranos. So uh, I was I was very excited for this. Well, yeah, The Sopranos itself was when television changed its position in critical acclaim, I think. Uh, it's one of those shows amongst others like The Wire and Deadwood and so on where suddenly television series were taking on such a great so what you're saying, what you're saying is HBO. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's HBO, but even the other channels started creating much better quality television. Um, I mean, HBO is renowned for it. So it's interesting to go sort of backwards for the prequel to film. And so I found that mm. was always going to be an interesting thing to see. So, yeah, it's worthy of making something for it. That's for sure. The, the Sopranos. Yeah. I have to admit, I've never seen The Sopranos, but I understand it's um, significance to the golden age of TV and um, I don't know why I haven't seen it because I really like James Gandolfini a lot and 
I was actually very relieved to discover that I did not need to have seen it in order to really appreciate and like this movie. So Just that massive spoiler in the opening scene for the, when you watch all of the Sopranos. <laughs> yes, I was like, okay. Like, oh, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's that's the case with most mafia films. No one comes out alive. That's mm, true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So interestingly, this had very strong shades of Scorsese. I have to say, yeah. on the outset, there, it, it sort of with the essence of the Sopranos, it is a great addition to the whole collection of mafia films out there. So it um, certainly stands up to all of those films that we've had before us that. Uh, high quality and um yeah I, I was really really impressed with this well interestingly I say that because alan taylor the director of this film who has directed a couple of stinkers in the past but nothing like he's well and truly redeemed himself as we'll talk more about many saints of newark in a second he uh learned his craft at new york university where his teacher was martin scorsese makes sense uh-huh. <laughs> there you go we have completed the circle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a closed loop. It's so satisfying. <laughs> yeah. I guess because Scorsese has just really perfected what a gangster film looks like. So that's sort of the gold standard that everyone compares all these sorts of movies to. So, Well, I think he, he sort of does wonder. the... He, I mean, he's moved, there's no. I'm not denying that, like the Goodfellas and stuff are kind of grand, but they're not grand in the sense that The Godfather is grand. They're kind of a little more, um, I find, grounded and icky. Yes, I was going to say they've which got is, that griminess to them. Yeah, which I think is um, probably more fitting. I think I think glorification of these characters isn't necessarily the best approach, and I think um, Scorsese certainly had a talent for making them uh, fallible and likable necessarily. Uh, and I think The Sopranos certainly was a show that uh, never really painted any characters in particularly positive light. Yeah, and you know what? Neither does this film. Um, there's a nope. lot of characters to really meet, especially with um, the main character, Dickie, who was played by Alessandro Nivola, who is completely unrecognisable. I was just like, is that, is that, is that the guy from Jurassic Park 3? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's that, but, got the hang glider guy from Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone in this film, um, they're very interesting characters, but they're not anyone that you would ever want to be in a room with and have a conversation with. They're not nice people at all. No, not nope. at all. Mm. Um, all the acting throughout it was outstanding. I mean, yeah. obviously, Alessandro was awesome and he, he did disappear into his role entirely and that's why it was hard to recognise him. I just I can't believe yeah. this dude hasn't been, like, crushing it since 2001. Yeah. yeah. He did such I, a superb job, yeah. Yeah. And so did everybody else. Like, um, Vera Farmingo was wonderful as the matrix of the family. She just, just fabulous. It was grossing me out because I'm not a fan of uh, Liv Soprano in the uh, in the show. And uh, it is a, a scary, um, how close to the character that one, her performance was to the original Livia Soprano. Uh, it was like uh, eerie. Mm. The yeah. voice and the cadence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's not about a nice Eerie. person. <laughs> I have to say, Eerie was Michael Gandolfini. Yes. Yeah. Tony, yeah. young Tony. Um, that was haunting in moments where you know, the looks. literally, I mean, obviously, genetically, he's already got the <laughs> connection, but then in his acting, he just sort of 
captured those mannerisms every once in a while that it you could like, see yeah going back in time become. Yeah. You, can see, you can see the shades of um, the future kind of gangster that the character becomes. So I thought that was very intriguing. And I mm. really liked sort of the way that they built his story up in the background, being this mischievous little kid to, you know, arranging um, illegal gambling dens in his own school and getting kicked out and suspended. You see those very early signs that he is someone who's very intelligent, very calculating, is a born leader. And he's also, in a strange way, has this um, mentorship from Dickie too so I, I loved watching that mm, and i think credit to david chase where you've got um yeah the the character of dicky moldesante as as the you know the guy who creates i guess what tony soprano will become and then the relationship that tony shares with christopher is um you know a mm. very key element to the to the show okay. when you get around to watching it you'll understand uh and yeah. it was really nice and it was really nice and kind of like um a little messed up when you get to where their relationship ends up. So, um, I, yeah, that was really, I don't know, I found it kind of confronting, I guess, because I know the show so well. And you it know was, what happens to the It characters. was unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, it's, it's interesting because the film stands on its own, definitely. Yeah. I don't think you have to have seen The Sopranos whatsoever to enjoy it as it is. Hmm. Uh, but if you've seen The Sopranos, the connections are just like, yeah. eerie everything it was like this so, was all so pre-planned well somehow <laughs> yeah. yeah how yeah. amazing for i just want to quickly um for for of jason seen surprise uh john garo and silvio dante oh, <laughs> the yeah. walk and the... <laughs> <It was> unreal. <laughs> um uh we had billy i'm gonna murder this magnuson uh paulie walnuts was also pretty like they're all recognizable yeah, yeah, you would be like yeah. oh yep yeah, awesome that's silvio that's paulie that's pussy and then and then um yeah Corey stoll as uh, the horrific monster that is junior soprano <laughs> i was gonna say Corey stoll completely disappeared into this role like he's such a gifted actor and i really enjoyed the little snippets of this really vindictive mean-spirited awful character he plays <laughs> and when you watch the show you'll understand completely because he's just um, a bastard <laughs> i will say this does make me want to watch the sopranos which i think is a really good thing um and i guess the other standout performance um we have to talk about would be um ray leota playing twin. Yeah. that's the twins absolutely. yeah i i uh, really enjoyed him I like yeah. the different, like the this the stark contrast between these two brothers. Yeah, it's almost um, you could picture them as the same character on um, experiencing different um, consequences. So we obviously have um, the father who's out. He's brought his young Italian wife. You know, he's been able to carry on to be this horrible, horrible human being. And then you have his twin who's in prison, and he's sort of slowly learning the errors of his ways or it appears that he is learning the errors of his ways and he is providing this guidance to Dickie when he visits him. So very interesting performance, very nuanced, I think. Absolutely. No, phenomenal. Mm. Um, yeah, that difference of character, you can see how they started in the same place, I guess. And ended and, up in different uh, destinations. But because he's in jail for so much longer and he sort mm. of, I guess, self-actualized would be the best word. Mm. He, he sort of understood who he was and he just says, I'm a murderer. And 
states it quite flatly <laughs> to Dickie, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, I know a murderer when I see a murderer is the underlying point yeah. there. But... <laughs> yeah, you could just tell that he's just like, I know what you're actually talking about. Don't talk to me like I'm an idiot. Yeah. You know, I understand yeah. exactly what's going on. <laughs> so, yeah, that, it, it was amazing. And it was sort of great seeing Leota back in that sort of form as well. That's, um, mm. I, I, I've always had this little awkward thing of seeing him do gangsters again because it just propels me straight back to Goodfellas, but yeah. this, this but how, was how... different enough for me to go, yep, this is really good. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he, he's so iconic in that role. I mean, that's one of those films that sort of is transcendent in terms of uh, pop culture. Mm. <laughs> it's up there for a reason, and his performance in it is is it. It's mm. it's what you see when you see Ray Liotta, you see. Um, <laughs> I can't even remember the character's name at the moment. It's just terrible of me, but anyway. Mm. I besides also... the point. I also really loved, um, just with the last performance that really stood out to me, was Leslie Odom Jr. playing Harold. I thought he was so interesting. Yeah. Creating, creating his own African-American crime syndicate um, after he's released from prison. And um, I love how it's framed against the Newark riots and mm. it's depicted in a very accurate kind of way. Um, when I was doing my research, Alan Taylor was actually a history professor before he became a director. So he ended up in the name of, I guess, um, portraying something accurately, he recreated archival footage from those riots to use in the film. And it, it, just, oh, okay. it just really wow. paints it all to be a lot more realistic and grounded. And um, I really bought into the character's plight. So I thought that was a really nice touch. Oh, you just gave me the great segue. The colour palette mm. of the 60s and the look of the production design is the most authentic I have ever seen. I, I would yeah. have to say down pat. Um, mm. Usually when 60s films are sort of created, I think they push the saturation up just a little bit too much quite often. And oh. even though the colours were there in that decade, if you're capturing it, it wouldn't necessarily come across that way. So it sort of had that faded photograph that you'd get from that time and the colour palette. And I just was blown away by how much I felt like I was grounded in that decade with what I was watching on top of what you just mentioned with the historical recreations of things. It's, um, mm. It was outstanding. Yeah, I think a lot of people, when they think of the 60s, um, everyone immediately goes to the very um, graphic and colourful Austin Powers movies, which I think is a, while it's definitely a part of 60s culture, that's not the only thing. Well, it's it like the, ex the exaggeration of hippie culture. Mm. Yeah, exactly right. And it completely dismisses all everything else that was going on in that period. So, yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, this is the opposite of that we've got very uh conservative characters and they i guess they're uh, you know mm. not in regards to their appreciation of the law but <laughs> in terms of in terms of culture they're um mm. you know they're uh, obviously you know that sort of mafioso catholic family yeah but, and um, also, yeah so you have the kids listening to the music and yeah dressing that way and then getting chastised for it but it's yeah. um yeah, it was uh, really well done. Yeah. I think this film's also a lot of ways about um, outsiders trying to create their own, um, I guess, their own businesses, their own family, their own sense of community, because you have obviously the Italian-American experience compared to the African-American experiences. Both in American culture at that point would have been considered others and not in a yeah. good sense. So I thought it was a very interesting exploration of the mafia um, groups because they are outsiders. 
and that comes into conflict with the law. Yeah, definitely. I think Harold's character portrays that really well where he he kind of does the like every other character is kind of already in these established families in the five families of new jersey or whatever they they call themselves and then and then he sort of does it for nothing yeah exactly he's 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 an errand boy for dickie yeah and then he turns out to be this massive threat and you know that leads us to a really horrible um torture scene in a garage, which I I turned away. I was like, oh, oh. like that's a drill. That's a really big drill. I'm like, what, what are they doing? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, and then uh, if we're gonna let's talk about the sort of ending of the story now. So, spoiler alert. I'm gonna ruin it for you. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Um, it sort of seems to be framing this confrontation building between Harold and Dicky. You know, how Dicky mm-hmm. kind of set Harold up and gave him the money to sort of get him out of Dodge and stuff like that. And it's building to what you think will be kind of a, a um, conflict between these two characters. And then it, it's all sort of cut short by <laughs> typical junior soprano <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> yeah, uh, in a really know. abrupt and um, genuinely horrific, like it, it hit me because I was like, what <laughs> but it made yeah. so much sense because that's exactly what junior would do yeah without knowing too much of the background of the sopranos i couldn't help but feel like oh really okay <laughs> I, I was hoping for more of a harold you know dispensing of poor dicky and um i thought that would have brought a lot more gratification for the film but i understand what you're saying with junior that also does make sense i suppose it sets up, I think, it, it it sets up who Junior becomes as well in terms of his he's kind of the antagonist to yes. Tony for a lot of the show. Oh, okay, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, killing off his mentor and everything like that then does sort of, yeah, yeah, it's sort of the baggage of its, um, yeah, it's the one thing that like show. yeah hangs onto mm-hmm. the Sopranos really. Um, but it, 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 yeah, it was like oddly like, oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, the the conclusion of the film sort of made me feel like I accepted that for Dickie. That wasn't really a big issue for me. It just sort of didn't quite resolve for me the direction that Tony Soprano goes. Yeah. And I think it was well, just that lack of screen time for tony to be well apparently it's a, it's a planned trilogy so ah okay well now i can accept that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Accept with that uh, same with like harold character as well so i imagine the the david chase's intention is that all that stuff's got to come to a head mm. yeah obviously surely, the, with uh you know the the italians on top yeah yeah oh, oh, it sounds like a trilogy i'll be watching yeah, same I, here. I, yeah, I, I'm, it is like, I didn't think I needed or wanted this until I've gotten it. And now I'm so very grateful that I've, that I got it. That's mm. oh, yeah. very good. Um, interestingly, though, it's not critically doing well, I noticed. I think a lot of people are using, um, I guess, the legacy of The Sopranos to um, compare it with, which, I don't think it is entirely fair. Yes, it is a prequel to the television show and the television show is heralded as this really great thing. But with films, I think they need to be able to stand on their own. And I think people are maybe not giving it enough credit. 
Maybe I mean seventy three percent on Rotten Tomatoes is isn't bad. No, 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 not by any means. But um, I, as Jason said, I I think he's right. Where um, a lot of people are critiquing the film because it's not as good as the television series or the film. It's also walking, it's, it's also series. obviously walking in the shadows of things like Goodfellas and yeah, of course, which which are hard things to kind of ignore. But but I mean, there's so many rubbish gangster films that have been made. I don't think it's by any stretch bad i mean i loved it i would go watch it again right now i really really liked it now maybe that's my emotional attachment to the sopranos is this show that i watched kind of at the right moment growing up where it was like enough to be like bowled over by it and to understand it i would really like to see this at the cinema i think um i enjoyed Mm. watching it at home don't get me wrong but i think maybe seeing it on a very big screen i think would just make it even better because it's beautiful to look at. Yeah, it's great to look at. I, I, as Jason said, I love the colours in this movie and the sets, and I just think it's beautiful to watch. Oh, the, the costuming, the the action moments when they do happen are, like, tense. Mm. Absolutely. So, no, I, I, yeah, I, Many Saints of Newark, I, yeah, go check it out. And if you like The Sopranos, you're going to, I think, really enjoy it. Mm. Or... <laughs> Possibly be disappointed. Who knows? It could maybe, be, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Well, I it mean, might divide people. I think. Well, you and I both appreciated it. We've seen the Sopranos. Mm. Monica hasn't seen the Sopranos and still really appreciated it, which is, mm. uh, I think, um, uh, speaks all the more about how the quality of the film. I think as well because it makes me want to watch the Sopranos. So I think that's a good thing as well. Uh, yeah. Which I'll and I think if you on. like this, you're gonna. I think that's a very. Like, you'll be. You're a, a social experiment. Now. You're the first person. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> yeah, I was. It's like a friend of mine was like, "Can you do me?" Because I haven't really watched uh, Breaking Bad, which is probably one of the other big TV um, mm. uh, pillars that people keep talking about. And I've not really. I tried and I couldn't get into it. But someone was like, "Can you please be the first person to watch Better Call Saul, then go watch Breaking Bad, <laughs> 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 just to just to see what it what it what it does to you." <laughs> Those are two very different shows. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I think it's cool that you, yeah, like um, what an interesting place to start watching The Sopranos from is sort of knowing who some of these people become. Yeah, it's sort of like cluing me in on a background for everybody. You know how um, a lot of films do a quick introduction of all your characters. I think this was a very nice introduction to me. It sets me up to have an expectation, I suppose. <laughs> Oh, Sylvia. Uh, I certainly <laughs> strongly suggest go watch the first episode as soon as possible. I'll I'm be just... doing that this afternoon. Yeah. The ducks. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the ducks. Cool. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Pop Culture. We have another little gangster film coming up for you. Mm. Sort of gangster sort of. heist. Sort of, well, yeah, you know, there's a period piece and there are guns. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Money involved. And not to not to mention a common um, member of the cast as well. Yes, mm. yes, a Surprise smattering coming. of Leota all over the place. Yes, um, we are now um, entering into a new cinematic movement called the Renaissance. Yes, yes. All right, boom thank you guys tish. for listening to this episode. What? Oh, I said boom tish. <laughs> thank you. Monica pulls out the dad jokes. <laughs> so proud of you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Pop Culture. I've been Steve. I'm Steve Jason. And I'm still Monica.
Pop culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy, Monica Porto, and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was the trailer for The Many Saints of Newark, and the song at the end was Woke Up This Morning by Alabama 3. If you're enjoying the show, please, I invite you to jump on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. If you'd like to find us on social media, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, on Twitter at popcultureau, and we are also available on Instagram. Walk this morning, I'm